Evolutionary.org, episode 552. This one, we're going to talk about why is testosterone replacement therapy, TRT, so popular. So let's first talk about TRT a little bit. And this is going to be a fun one because Mobster is going to rain a little bit on this one. But we're going to give, fa- give you the facts. We're going to give you the facts and let yeah. you make the decision uh, yourself. So testosterone replacement therapy, TRT, what it is is basically our bodies produce hormones. Females and males produce hormones. Testosterone is the example in this one. And what happens is sometimes for medical reasons or sometimes for other reasons, you'll get on testosterone replacement therapy and you'll replace the hormones that your body is producing, in this case, testosterone. You'll replace it with exogenous testosterone. So you'd be injecting it. There's also gels you can put on. There's also something called andro, which is an oral form of testosterone. But 99% of the people out there will be taking inject injecting testosterone. And that allows you to go back to a normal testosterone level. That's the objective where you have normal testosterone levels instead of having testosterone levels of an 80-year-old man. And the objective is to make you feel good, to make it easier to lose body fat, make it easier to put on muscle, better sleep, better quality of life, everything across the board. And that's the objective. And TRT can be a beautiful thing for a lot of you out there. But it can also be something that is abused, done incorrectly, and we're seeing a trend of that coming. And talk, Mobster and I talked about it on the pre-show. In America, 10, 12 years ago, or 15 years ago, depending on when you're listening to this, it was hard to get on TRT if you went to a doctor because a doctor would be like, well, we're going to try everything else first. And if all else fails, then maybe when you got older, we'll do the TRT and try that. Now, it doesn't matter. You could be 20 years old and you can go to an anti-aging clinic. These places are for profit. They don't have your interest at heart. The person who owns the anti-aging clinic, guess what? They're a businessman, okay? They're not real. They're not doctors. They're not the ones writing your script. Their objective is to make money. So they want to put you on a, as much stuff as possible and get you hooked on that where you have to keep coming back every month. And it's a, it's, it's a recurring charge every month where they're charging you 200, 300, 400 a month for the rest of your life. And that's what they want to do. So it takes away the neutrality and the honesty out of the aspect. So we're seeing anti-aging clinics now, not us putting people on testosterone. They're putting people on anti-estrogens. They're putting them on ACG. They're putting them on peptides. They're putting them on, on stimulants. They're putting them on vitamins. They're putting them on, on injections, all kinds of different things to make a profit. So it's getting really, really out of hand. And what's going to end up happening is long-term TRT is going to blow up in people's faces. So we're going to talk about that in this podcast, the abuse of TRT and to make sure that you're doing it the right way. I have a lot of clients that come to me in that situation and they end up with gynecomastia. Why? Because their anti-aging clinic put them on too much testosterone. So when you take too much testosterone, it's not a good thing. It's going to end up causing a lot of androgenic, and estrogenic side effects and DHT side effects. 
So it's going to end up biting you in the ass and, and being counterproductive. So, and in the end, look, TRT may help you a lot, but it all also may not do a thing for you because I'll give you an example. Let's say you have poor libido and you're like, I want to go on TRT to boost my libido. It might not be why you have low libido that you have low testosterone yeah. levels. That could be just a coincidence. Low libido could be a many different things, many different things. If you come home to a nagging wife every day who bitches at you <laughs> on a nonstop basis, don't you think that's going to kill your libido? I've seen see. people, <clears throat> I dated a girl once. She was in an eight-year abusive marriage. She did not have sex with her husband for five years. She had no libido. After she got divorced, she became a sex maniac, okay? Sex maniac. So it wasn't because she got on TRT that she got back sex maniac. It was because she got out of a abusive relationship. She started dating other men, and she started realizing, wow, I like dick. I like different dicks. And that's what got her libido going. So think about that. So just going on TRT doesn't necessarily mean it's going to cure whatever is ailing you. So we got to do it the smart way. So that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So Mobster, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just on this particular subject, Steve. So it's the, it's the issue of uh, not looking for a cure, but just medicating it. So for example, guys, if you're overweight, if you're job stressful, if you're divorced, if you're moving house, if, if the job you're doing has got you working eight, nine, 10 days on the trot, 12 hour shifts at a time, if you're away on an oil rig or whatever, right? And it's crazy, crazy, crazy hard work. If your diet's really, really, really poor and I'm your TRT, I'm just going to give you a TRT because that's what you asked for. And your TRT, your, your testosterone levels are going to be shit. They're going to be through the floor for all the reasons we just stated. So instead of looking for a cure, instead of saying, right, treating the problem, what is it? Oh, well, I'm just going for a divorce, mate. In a few weeks, when it all calms down, when the lawyer's bill's being paid for, when the nagging wife, as Steve just said in that example, stops nagging you because she's no longer in your life, guess what? Your, your testosterone levels are going to start to slowly increase. If you're massively overweight, and I mean fat, let's be, let's be kind here. It's not really, really big and muscular, but still technically overweight. But massively fat, massively out of condition, really unfit. You're eating nothing but fries every single goddamn night. And you're expecting your testosterone levels to be good. You're fooling yourself. So you need to start looking after yourself. You need to de-stress. You need to lose weight. You need to get in the shape and so on and so forth. Right? And if you do those things, I would, I would put money on it with you. I would bet $10 with that person right now. I, six months from now, your, your testosterone levels are going to be Three, four, five, six pints. Minimum, you, if you're 300, they're going to be 400. If you're 500, they're going to be 600. So that, that's one particular thing right there, Steve. Now, something that you and I discussed, and this is where the rant comes in. Guys, if you are sensible, and you should be sensible, it's the kind of advice that we give, and you go off and get your testosterone levels tested, you get a blood test, and included in that test is your testosterone levels. And that's stuff like, see, it says bound testosterone, free testosterone, and so on and so forth. Numbers get thrown around as to what the ideal is. And there's always going to be a range that's applicable to your age. And I'm just going to take a number at random. So this is not me giving you specific medical advice and saying this is exactly the right range for this individual. But let's say that you are 28 years of age. And because you should ironically be at the peak of your life, you could have relatively high levels. And they could be, for example, somewhere between a low end of 300 
and a high end of a thousand plus, and you're at the lower end, you're around 400. Now, here's the thing, and I've mentioned this in the pre show to Steve guys will sometimes get hung up on the number, as I said, because they've had a blood test, and this is what we sometimes see I've had a blood test, and my numbers have come back, and they're quite low. Here's the thing they hadn't gone to have the blood test to see what the numbers were. It just happens that because they're on the forums, because they're training, because they're lifting weights, because they're looking to good, feel good, look good, et cetera, et cetera, they're seeing your number low and they're kind of worried. But you wasn't worried until you knew, guys. So here's the thing, right? If my numbers are even at the lower end of the range, but I felt pretty damn good, then I don't need CRT. Equally, you could have high levels, naturally. Your genetics are really good, but you can feel like beating up dog shit. The issue here sometimes, the combination, as I said, lifestyle factors, which you've already touched on, and how you're supposed to feel when you have certain particular levels. I wouldn't concern myself with low levels if I felt great. It just might be that my genetic affinity for at that low level is still good enough for me to build muscle, maintain strength, have good skin, have a great outlook, et cetera, et cetera, versus someone who's got high levels but doesn't have that genetic affinity to respond to the high level in a way that should be positive. So how you feel on is as important as the actual number itself. Now, this is the reason for going on CRT. If you fix those lifestyle issues and you are at the lower end of the range or worse, you're below the lower end of the range for your age and you feel like dog shit, then 100%, I think Steve and I would say that we support you going on CRT. Now, that can happen at any age. However, and Steve touched on this at the beginning, this is another little bit of that rant. What we are seeing is a, a increase in the younger guys, and I'm talking about 25 and under, thinking that they need to be on CRT and they're 25 years of age. In reality, even with modern lifestyles and poor diets and and, and bad nutrition from even a better diet and low mineral cats, all that kind of stuff. If you're 25 years of age, your testosterone levels should be at their goddamn best. And you should feel, compared to, say, someone who's 30, 35, 40, and so on and so forth, a hell of a lot better on those levels, regardless if they're the same as the other individuals, according to your age, because you should be fittest, you should be driven, you should be out there killing it, you should be out there chasing the girls, you should be pushing your career, and so on and so forth. You should literally, between the ages of 25 and 35, if you don't lift weights, if you're not into our kind of lifestyle, you should still be at your goddamn best in terms of your career, lifestyle, everything. You should be out there, for want of a better phrase, smashing it. And your testosterone levels, all things considered, should be at probably close to the highest peak naturally occurring they're ever going to be for the rest of your life. Now, we so know that those numbers... Go, go on, Steve. Go on. Yeah, I was going to uh, tell you guys the number. So in America, yeah. we go uh, nanogram per deciliter. So the range on that is is massive, 300 to 1,000. So, I mean, it, you could be, like, as an officer said, you could be at 350 or 400 and feel better than someone who's at 900 because that person at 900 has a stressful life, a nagging wife, yeah. um, just hates their life and is miserable and is a negative person. Yeah. And they could be it. So it's not necessarily about getting our testosterone levels high. Um, in in, in um, nanomoles per liter would be 10 to 35 for males. So that's what you guys usually go with in, in Europe. Females is 15 to 7 nanograms per deciliter. Again, a huge range. And then with uh, nanomoles per liter, 0.5 to 2.4. So highly recommend go get your blood work done. It's a good thing to have. 
But here's another thing. Here's the thing about this. A lot of younger guys would come on the forums. They'll be really, really young, early 20s, and they'll be freaking out. Oh, my God, my testosterone levels are, are, are 450, and I don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. I want to go on TRT. Listen, your testosterone levels aren't necessarily the highest that they're going to be the more young you are. That's the misconception. Your hormones are changing in your from when you hit puberty until your late 20s. Your hormones are changing but you're not necessarily at the highest that you're going to be. So to get blood work done at 20 or 21 years old and see where your testosterone levels are and start freaking out like, oh my God, my testosterone are only at 500 or only at 600. That's low for my age. No, no, it's not. Your hormones are still changing. Your HPTA is still developing. So the worst thing you can do to yourself is stress out over where your testosterone levels are and be worried about it because that's what that's going to do. That's going to put that <laughs> in your brain. And that's yeah. a negative, that's a negative thought. And that's going to lower your levels. It'll lower your levels just naturally. Yeah. You'll just strengthen. Exactly. Steve's correct. I, I want to jump back in here for a second. Steve. So I would actually say, as Steve says one thing, and although it seems the conflict, what I said everyone, it's actually the same because two years from that, say he's 25, Steve, and his levels are 450. Two years later, they might be six or 700. Two years later, they might be higher again. Equally, they might go down. And again, that's lifestyle connected. What should happen, as I said, the peak of your life is between 25 and 35. That's statistically the same. Again, don't forget, guys, we're in the gym, we're killing it. So, for example, if we overtrain, if we don't give ourselves a break, if we don't have deloads, and, and again, if their diet varies while we're hitting the gym, while we're having this healthy lifestyle, we, we, can, we can affect it that way. So those things are very, very true. Now, what about uh, as a tendency now, Steve, and I think you and I touched on this in the pre-show, we've seen this on the forum. So I want to get into this part now as well. There's a tendency towards higher dosages than are actually needed. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at you guys that talk about sports TRT. So, and I've looked at this before. I think Steve will back me up on this again with the numbers. The, the amount that you'd likely be given as a dose by a properly done test with a clinic, a responsible clinic, is typically way less then we see guys that self-TRT. And we can get into self-TRT because there's a very good reason for that, if, even if it's just saving yourself the money. But here's the thing, guys. What we tend to see in clinics, properly done, properly dosages, et cetera, et cetera, very, very rare over 200. It's typically somewhere between 90 and about 120 milligrams of something like testipionate uh, per week. And it's at the average, it averages out around those kind of numbers. What we see on the forums... And we see for guys that are self-TRT, and it's very, very rare to see 200. It's typically 300 milligrams a week. And so-called sports TRT is 400. So here's the thing, right? If a proper clinic tests you properly, tests your levels, gives you a dosing that's appropriate to your age, what they're looking at, and again, this is a proper clinic and not the ones that are out there grab a buck like Steve mentioned earlier on, and there's a lot of those. They're only looking for your health. They're looking for what is appropriate for your age and keeping it within range so that they're not causing any uh, 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 extra issues that are have to be dealt with with more medication or more lifestyle changes and so on and so forth. So literally, they'll say, and what you'll see quite often happen with that, Steve, is that the person has the injection at the clinic and they feel great for a few weeks. And then towards the end, when the, when the dosage starts to ease off again, they start to feel a little bit shitty towards the end and then they get the next jab. What the guys are doing when they're self-TRTing at the higher dosages, of course, they're looking for two things. Basically, you want to feel good all the time, which, again, is not a reality. No one should feel great all the time, kind of like being high. 
And also, it's causing arguably long-term health issues that the doctors at the clinic, which supposedly are responsible for the clinic, should monitor. So it's a question of what is the what what do you think, Steve? What are what is a proper dose versus what we're seeing is becoming more and more common? Look, so the proper dose is somewhere between 90 and 125 milligrams a week. That's it. If you're running 200 milligrams, you're way over. You know, you're going to be over. Um, and I've had people argue with me on the forums, even guys who are like reps and stuff. And they say, Steve, you don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's You should put your TRT dose where you feel good. And it's like, I feel better at 250 milligrams a week. So by God, it should be at 250. I'm like, no shit, you feel better, Sherlock. You're getting more than double what your body would normally produce in a normal setting. So you're feeling yeah. those androgens in your body. and You're feeling those excess estrogen in your body. So no shit, you're going to feel better. But that doesn't mean that, that it's going to be a good idea long term. And here's why. The more estrogen, more androgens you put in your body like that, unnaturally, the more it's going to fuel cancer cells. So you're going to increase your chance of cancer. In fact, what's going to end up happening in the next 10, 20 years, we'll start seeing people who are on TRT and getting abusive levels of TRT. We're going to start seeing evidence that they're getting more cancer than people who aren't. And then what's going to happen is the government's going to come in. The government's going to be like, well, get, there's more cancer coming in. So we got to do something about it because people get upset when their relatives get cancer and people get sued when people get cancer. And if they can track that back to that clinic that overdosed them on testosterone and they start saying, well, it was a testosterone. Then guess what the government's going to do? They're going to be forced to stop carting back on TRT. So it hurts all of us. So if you're abusing TRT or you're going to an anti-aging clinic, that's being, you know, doesn't have the, your best interest. You're hurting all of us. By doing that, because in the end, everyone's going to get pinched. So me and Mobster, even though we're not on TRT right now, five yep. years, 10 years, 15 years from now, we may be. So we're yep. the ones that are going to be get hurt from it because it's going to get harder for us to have TRT in the future because of the abuse that's going on now. So this abuse has been going on for five, 10 years now, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. And until it stops, it's like the pain pill clinics. We had a pain pill clinic problem in America uh, maybe 10 years ago where pain clinics were popping up all over the place and they were prescribing people addictive painkillers and they were having doctors in other states sign off on the prescriptions. These are doctors that have been defrocked out of the, out of the industry because they were shitty doctors. So this is their way of making a little bit of a commission uh, sitting on their ass at home and just signing off on prescriptions. So what ended up happening is we started creating more, started being more crime in communities because people were actually stealing and, and burglarizing and robbing people to get money, then using that money to go to these pain clinics so they can get more pain pills that they were addicted to. So you see the problem? So, and I'm not saying that's going to happen with TRT, but I'm saying what ends up happening is people always fuck shit up. So it's very important to ask questions. When you go to clinic, anti-aging clinics, or you go to your doctor, you should be asking questions. You should shop around. You shouldn't just, just trust this doctor is going to have your best interest at heart. And if they want to put you on an excessive amount of testosterone and they want to put you on a peptide, they want to put you on anti-estrogens, they want to put you on this and they want to put you on that, that's a red flag that they don't have your interest at heart. Because if you're, if you're on proper TRT, you shouldn't need an anti-estrogen. 
Because if you're on what your body should normally produce, you wouldn't have an excess estrogen issue in the first place. So how does that make any sense? You know, so it's very important. Yeah, go ahead, mobster. Let me go, Steve. I I, want to touch on one thing briefly, and then we're going to talk about why uh, we kind of approve when you do need TRT of doing it yourself. And I'll get into that momentarily. So the first thing is, and this is one of those positive slash minor and, and kind of negatives at the same time. So and my mum's a great example here, Steve. When she hit the menopause, they put her on HRT. And there's been an argument amongst guys saying, why is it that it's okay for women of a certain age to be on HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, and that's sometimes what this TRT is also called, because technically it's true. It's just a hormone replacement therapy for a man versus a woman. It just tends to be that testosterone is the hormone that's replaced in men more than any of the other hormones. So... And, and, and the argument is thus. It says that it's something that society accepts for women because of the menopause and how bad that can be for women. And it can, I mean, I know my mum's example, Steve, when she was going through the menopause, it was awful for her. And it's an awful for a lot of women in HRC. So the, the argument with men is, then why is it not acceptable for men? And it goes, the argument would be, again, if they are minimally dosed enough to make you feel okay to, for example, in the case of women, uh, and this is perfectly normal uh, bodies doing exactly what they're supposed to do, but of course we're getting older as a society. So, for example, worse facial hair, uh, dry skin, uh, literally feeling like beating up dog shit because their hormones are going up and down like a yo-yo. And this, again, for men, would be causing, for example, more likely to see gyno, the sense of well-being being just really, really bad, and so on and so forth. So the argument there is literally... Why is it more positively seen for women to be on HRC, but more negatively seen for men to be on TRC? Now, I actually tie that in with what Steve said. Oh, that's a more recent development. We're seeing, for example, what guys are euphemistically calling sports TRT. And what they really mean is they're doubling up again from that 200 milligrams that Steve mentioned, or 300 milligrams to 400 milligrams. And this is literally so they can do well in the gym. Something else, and I'll touch on that before I talk about why we approve of doing it yourself if it's done properly. And that is uh, guys that seem to be under the impression that it's a temporary thing. In reality, if you have a full-blown medical condition, and there are several that required you from a young age to take TRT prescribed by a doctor, then it's still going to be at an acceptable level. The problem, as I said, what you're also seeing, as I said, sorry, I'm getting slightly off track, is the, the idea that guys think they can do it for a period of time and then come off. If you've got genuine medical issues, if you actually require TRT and it's and and it's making your lifestyle that much better, you feel a lot better than you did without it, and so on and so forth. Typically, guys, it's for life. It's not, it's a little bit like that old joke we used to do over here, Steve. A dog isn't just for Christmas. TRT isn't just something you can tap into, do briefly, feel good on it, and then come off. Because here's the reality: if you actually need it. Coming off is not something you do. It tends to be very, very long-term, years, if not, as I say, for life, Steve. And we are seeing a little bit too much of guys that have decided to, in reality, blast and cruise, which means high levels and then TRT levels when they're cruising, and then thinking they can do that for two years nonstop, three years, five years nonstop, and then they come off and their hectare's gone all over the place. They're, they're infertile. They can't have kids. The sperm levels are shot. And they're asking for cures. And you go, hang on, proper TRT, genuine TRT is for life. And here's the thing, because you probably didn't need it, and because you've abused it, 
you're actually now really going to need it because you've ruined your ability to produce testosterone to any sort of vaguely normal levels and so on and so forth. Now, I want to touch on the last bit, which you and I mentioned in the pre-show, Steve, which is this idea that we kind of approve, if you do need it, of doing it yourself. Why? For the bucks. Because if you're doing it for your insurance, because you genuinely need it, or even if you do it with a responsible clinic, never mind the irresponsible ones like Steve touched upon at the beginning, it's costing you a serious amount. Steve used an amount earlier on, and I reckon that's probably typical, if not if, if not slightly under, Steve, when you say $200 a month. And the reality is I can buy a 10 mil vial of testosterone cyprinate for less than that, and that should last me on the, like, on the basis of, say, for example, Steve, one mil a week. And typically, guys, you'll be looking at... Fr- three weeks on, one week off, it's going to last me two, two and a bit months, Steve, maybe a little bit more. So for the amount that you're being charged for a monthly shot, I can get enough tests sit through, especially if I'm using one of our approved sources and in a cell, to last me two and a half months. In other words, less, about 40% of the cost of doing it through a TRT clinic. Now, you still need to go off and get blood tests. You still need to be monitored. I would like you, ideally, and I think Steve will support me, and you still need to be talking to your doctor, and, and, and having him look at the rubber markers for prostate and so on and so forth. But really, if you do genuinely need it, I actually support the idea of using an approved source, Steve, because you will save money. What do you think? Look, at the end of the day, absolutely. If you really need TRT, you need it. Now, some of you, you know, you may have medical conditions where you need it. Some of you may have blown up your HPTA. You abused steroids when you were younger. Um, and now you need TRT for the rest of your life. Some of you just medically need it, and that's 100%, you know, definitely get it. Um, You want to go to a good trusted doctor, or you want to do it on your own. If you're willing to get the blood worked on, if you're willing to learn about TRT and do it the healthy way, then absolutely I approve it. I'm I'm not against it at all. But what I would like everyone to do, though, is to wait until you actually do 100% need it and don't just hop on it because you feel good on it. And that's yeah. that's that's what we're trying to uh, advocate here. It, but if you really need it and your testosterone levels aren't where they need to be and you feel so much better on it and you're able to live a better lifestyle and you're more successful, then fuck yeah, go ahead and, and, and get it. Yes. Just make yes. sure that you're doing it the right way. That's all, that's all we're saying. So, but there are those options. I recommend first, you know, obviously getting it legally with a script um, through a legitimate doctor, a legitimate doctor, not an anti-aging clinic. I'm steering everyone away from anti-aging clinics. Even if you, a friend of yours told you, Oh, go to this anti-aging clinic. They're really, really good. I want you to find a legitimate doctor who through your insurance, this way that most of it is covered. If you don't have insurance, you know, you can self-pay or you go to self-TRT route. You do it on your own. As long as you're getting blood worked on, as long as you're monitoring your estrogen levels, making sure everything's perfect, then there's, I got no issue with that at all. So, you know, uh, let us know on the forums, guys, your opinions on this. I think a lot of people who, you know, a lot of people have opinions uh, when it comes to TRT. Some people are on one side, they're like, you know, I I'm, I don't believe in TRT at all. Other people are like, fuck yeah, I go on TRT at 20 years old. Uh, if your <laughs> test levels are 600, go on TRT at, at 20 years old. So you have this wide range. But look, the truth is somewhere in the middle of where uh, where how you should treat TRT. But it could be a beautiful thing for a lot of people. It saved a lot of people's um, 
headaches and lives. And look, at the end of the day, I'm not a victim blamer type of person. Um, I learned that a long time ago. I have some people, including you, mobster, who I look up to over the years. And you guys have taught me not to victim blame because at the end of the day, low testosterone levels, it's not your fault that you grew up and your parents fed you shit. It's not your fault you grew up down the street from a coal plant. It's not your fault that the water that comes out of your faucet is toxic. You know, so at the end of the day, most of you, it's not your fault that you're that you have to go on TRT. Most of you. And it's just a reality of the situation. Let me jump back in. So finish up. Yeah. Final thoughts. And then. Yeah. So look, what Steve said is exactly right. But I I will say, and this is what Steve says when he (laughs) looks up to me, Steve. Steve's mentioned water filters, so that fixes one thing. It, diet, which I've touched upon earlier, and your lifestyle. If your diet is shit, if your lifestyle is shit, if you are genuinely stressed, if you're going through a divorce, if you're moving house, if you've got all those kind of lifestyle choices that we know that are super, super high stressful, I would expect your levels to be all over the place, skewed one way or the other. And, and that's perfectly normal. Equally, and I know this, and this is something I wanted to touch on, the benefits are for those people that need it genuinely, like Steve said, absolutely amazing. I know of, and these guys all still live, Steve. I'm one of, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not even the oldest by any stretch of the imagination. In my local gym, there are several individuals who I know are on CRT. Two of them are in their late 70s and both still work out. Neither of them are giants physically, but they're in the gym five days a week, if not more, they're out doing exercises. Uh, one works on a regular basis. One's retired. I think they're both 77 or 78 years of age, Steve. And you would say 100% that's going to 15 years younger. In their outlook, physically to look at, one's up at the crack of dawn, opening the gym up at 5 o'clock in the morning. He's out of bed. He's at the gym, open at 6, 6.30 in the morning. And they both regularly work out. The, the, the one that opens the gym, Steve, I think we had him benching 125 kilos, 275 pounds, a lifetime PB last year. And he would have been 76 years of fucking age. And he's on 200 milligrams of test CPNA uh, every week for three weeks. And like I said, one week off. So their, their outlook, their lifestyle, how they feel, the fact that they're training, neither are overweight. You would swear that they were younger. It's, it can be an absolute amazing fix. So we're not completely down on it, but we're not completely encouraging guys that do not need it, haven't fixed their lifestyle, haven't distressed. Guys, some of the things that we get stressed about, you can just change them. You don't have to do certain things. You don't have to. You can literally take a a salary drop and go to a job that's easier and less stressful and feel great. You can change your diet and feel great. You can start getting your steps in every morning and feel great. You can literally, as Steve says, filter your water and start to notice a difference. So these are things you can do for yourself rather than just fix it with yet another piece of medication. Keep that in mind. There are pluses and there are minuses. Like Steve says, throw the comments in. We want to hear your opinion. It can be an easy fix for you guys, but we want you to fix other aspects of your life as well. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.